0: All right, yesterday, it was a Kamloops City Council Day, and we also got word that uh, Air Canada is going to be suspending its activity in Kamloops indefinitely starting on January 23rd. To talk a little bit about all of that, please welcome to the show now the Mayor of Kamloops, Mr. Ken Christian. Mr. Mayor, how are you? Very good, thank you. Well, thanks as always for the time. Appreciate you coming back here in the new year. Uh, Before we get to business, I'll just start with this. I mean, are you excited about the NHL season starting tonight? I know you're a Canucks guy, and we also got this possibility of a shortened uh, Kamloops Blazers season as well. I imagine you're hoping to see some hockey action there, too.
1: Yeah, very much so. Uh, You know, I think uh, the Canucks are looking good against Edmonton tonight. And, uh, you know, uh, this is going to be a different season as they sort of go back to back with Canadian teams uh, much more often. But, uh, you know, it's hockey. So let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it. I can't wait.
0: All right, let's get down to business. And the first thing I did want to talk about is not related to Council, but uh, did actually come up at Council yesterday, so I guess it is related. Uh, and that's in response to Air Canada uh, no longer going to be operating here in Kamloops on an indefinite basis beginning on January 23rd. You were pretty quick to bring a motion here to try to fill that void, talking with uh, WestJet, Pacific Coastal Airlines, and Central Mountain Air about possibly filling that void uh, for Kamloops to Vancouver flights. Uh, optimism about that?
1: Well, you know, as optimistic as you can be uh, during a pandemic, uh, air traffic is low uh, and our numbers have been low, but I don't think that they were so low as to warrant uh, discontinuing uh, Vancouver Camel's connection. And that is a really vital connection for our economy here. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping that uh, other uh, carriers uh, with their hub and spoke system may be able to fit that route in and uh, other carriers that use smaller aircraft uh, may be able to make it more profitable even with lower uh, ridership so you know we'll have those discussions and uh, you know as uh, other uh, companies step forward we would be certainly prepared to support them uh, in terms of uh, promoting those kinds of flights.
0: Uh, Why do you believe that it's such an important uh, connection for us to have? I've just seen some people on social media talking about you know kind of good riddance we're going to have fewer flights coming in and out of Kamloops that's a good thing as we deal with this virus but you know what what is the other side of things here?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I really wouldn't subscribe to that. It's a good thing, because it's not a good thing. It's a bad thing, and it's going to delay our economic recovery in Kamloops. And and for those that think the airport doesn't matter. They need only to uh, look at the gross domestic product and the uh, number of dollars that 350,000 passengers a year bring to our local economy, and that affects everybody from cab drivers through to staff through to hoteliers and beyond. So, you know, it's an important part of our economic engine here, and we need to get it back up, and we're going to be working hard to do that.
0: And, and I did see that, uh, you know, in relation to Penticton already getting Pacific Airlines to come on and sort of fill some of the gaps that are being left there um, so I imagine that bodes well for the prospects here in Kamloops as well and and um, I guess just you know how, how much work has to go into this and do you think once uh, another airline if there was one to come in and sort of fill that void that that could potentially take over for Air Canada or is that something that might not uh, necessarily be viable it would kind of just be a short-term solution
1: No, I would hope it'd be a long-term solution. You know, the problem we've had before is that, uh, you know, Air Canada has uh, cut rates to uh, try to discourage competition on that route. And uh, I think that the uh, private sector should prevail and and competition should prevail. And that if we can get a carrier with the right size uh, equipment to take that over, I think it's very sustainable.
0: All right, let's get into a little bit of business from uh, City Council yesterday. One of the things that I know got uh, quite a bit of discussion around it was uh, Arjun Singh's motion to declare 2021 as the year of the cyclist. Council ultimately voting not to go ahead with this this year. I guess, why is this something that, uh, you know, did receive so much? It seemed like it got a lot of praise from Council for the idea of it, but just not the right time.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think that's exactly it. it it's, a, it's a great uh, notion. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think uh, for the cycling community, we heard uh, loud and clear from them that we're very much in support of that. But, you know, the other side of that is, you know, how do you pay for it? And uh, what other things you not do because you're going to uh, expedite the uh, completion of capital works to support cycling? So, you know, good discussion, good uh, good debate. And, and uh, I, I think uh, right to a, a councillor, Everyone was uh, supportive of cycling uh, and certainly supportive of active transportation and connectivity and those kinds of things. But there was uh, some concern about the process and certainly concern about, uh, you know, the uh, timing uh, of uh, this in, in the face of some of the other challenges that we have as a community.
0: Yeah, so active transportation obviously still a priority for council, but we are still trying to deal with the pandemic here and maybe, you know, kind of take it one thing at a time.
1: Yeah, and and let's not forget that we've uh, put $2.5 million per year of your tax dollars into active transportation, and, uh, you know, we uh, made that decision in uh, 2017, and uh, we're starting to roll out projects now that are part of that. There'll be another one coming out, uh, actually, in our next meeting on the 26th uh, that speaks to the uh, connectivity of the Upper Sahali and Aberdeen area into the Hocktum Trail. So, you know, those things are in the works, uh, you know, and we're producing them, uh, in. house as best we can so that, uh, you know, there's a a pace of of work that can be done uh, with the resources that we have. And, you know, it's ambitious to uh, try to compress it. But uh, I think that would be expensive as well as ambitious.
0: Uh, Here with the mayor of Kamloops, Ken Christian, sticking with uh, transportation, uh, transit funding was also discussed, some restart funding from the province to, uh, you know, continue to boost transit here in Kamloops. This seemed like a a bit of a no-brainer.
1: Yeah, well, anytime someone's offering you money, it's a no-brainer. Get get your hand out there and, and tuck it away. But, uh, you know, I, I think the reality is that uh, we're operating a uh, transit system uh, with about 50% of the passengers that we used to have. So, you know, we need to rebuild this system. Uh, you know, a large part of that is... Uh, the, Thompson Rivers University and, and getting them back. And, and a large part of that is the airport. And, and you know, so everything's sort of connected here. But, uh, you know, the uh, uh, service for uh, students, the service for uh, seniors, the service for people going to and from work uh, has to be there. And, uh, you know, we need to use this money to maintain both the routing and and the frequency of buses that we have uh, through this dip and uh, we will do that and uh, there's part of that money that uh, we will be uh, sending to the Tecumloops uh, to, to Shequepam to, uh, to support Route 18, the new route that we have onto uh, the KIB land. So, you know, there's uh, I think it's a good news story all around and I think it, it recognizes uh, the fact that uh, governments both the British Columbia government and the government of Canada uh, realize that communities are struggling with their public transit systems and they they have to provide that kind of support if they're going to survive.
0: Yeah, well, it's definitely something I think all communities need, right? Not everyone can afford to have a car, so we need some sort of transit system and and happy to see that the commitment is there from uh, both a local level and a provincial level uh, as well. I wanted to talk a little about the uh, wildfire mitigation uh, application for funding grant under the uh, 2021 Community Resiliency Investment Program through uh, UBCM. Um, You know, this seems like something that... uh, it's probably really important work to make sure it continues to get done on an annual basis as we you know, don't have to look very far in, in recent history to know uh, the concerns around fires.
1: Yeah, you know, and and especially in the neighborhoods that have been identified this year, the the Barnhart Vale uh, neighborhood, uh, Juniper Ridge, uh, the Kennicott Ray Park area, some of the areas up above Bachelor Hills, uh, you know. So uh, we need to uh, work in partnership with the Union of BC Municipalities and the Government of British Columbia. And uh, what we do is uh, we go in there and and. Uh, to uh, fuel uh, mitigation uh, work, Uh, we do uh, trimming and pruning of trees, thinning of trees, and uh, uh, try to create a barrier so that if a wildfire does uh, get established in these areas that uh, we're able to contain it. So that's uh, work that's ongoing, and uh, this would be about a quarter of a million dollars worth of that. It's led by uh, Kirsten Worms, our uh, crew lead in our nature parks area, and uh, they do a really marvelous job. I think actually right now you'll see some of the uh, burn piles from uh, last year's work uh, being set afire uh, up in the Kenneth Cartwright Park area, uh, and and some of the smoke from that, it's a, it's a minor inconvenience for what should be a major protection for that that. that area Mm -hmm, for
0: sure um all right last thing here let's go from fire to water we've talked about this a number of times now in the last couple of months but the uh, noble creek irrigation uh system the concerns that are coming with that needing for it to be updated in the not too distant future um i know there was a lot of concern about uh about this proposal from property owners about them you know kind of receiving the bulk of the cost laid on them um so council decided not to move ahead with things as it stood at the tail end of last year and now coming up with this Noble Creek Irrigation Task Force, which is going to include some property owners as well. Why do you think it's so important to have you know, um, people who are going to be directly impacted by this new system when it does get built be a part of this task force and be a part of the planning process here?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I've been a part of this council since uh, 2011, and uh, the uh, no- Noble Creek water system has been a problem since 2011. And uh, I don't think passing it forward is really the best, uh, you know, uh, public policy. I think we have to wrestle this problem to the ground. Uh, we do know this: that that system is beyond its natural life expectancy. It is going to fail. When it does fail, there's going to be lots of fingers pointed and. I don't want them to be pointed at the City of Camel. So uh, our staff have uh, you know, been uh, tasked with uh, uh, getting a user group together and so they'll have three members out of the uh, 27 users out there that will participate. We hope to have three members from the provincial government, hopefully uh, the Ministry of uh, Lands and Water Resources as well as the Ministry of Agriculture. And we'll have three senior members from our staff including Mr. Trowan. So uh, they're going to be uh, working on uh, Uh, looking at uh, the funding envelopes, uh, what would be the best option, whether it be uh, continued to be operated by the City of Camels, whether it be operated by the users themselves, or whether they look for alternative water supplies out there. So all of those things are on the table, and uh, there will be discussions and engineered uh, solutions for that. Uh, What is the unknown is uh, what uh, degree grants will be available for that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. This is a $14 million problem, so it's not a small problem and you know we need to uh, get a solution so that agriculture in that area is sustainable
0: so uh, just based on that uh, and talking about how you want to wrestle this problem to the ground sooner than later are you hoping to see kind of a defined solution at least identified before this term of council comes to a close
1: yeah, the the task force work is uh, intended to be done in 2021 so uh, you know they will probably meet uh, you know once a month or, or better is uh, certainly in the early stages to uh, get a plan together as to how they're going to mine the grant system and and uh, uh, look for other solutions and and uh, then come back to council and council will ultimately make a decision about where we go with this but it's a decision that has to be made often with these difficult decisions you like to just kind of you know, put them under the carpet, but uh, that does not solve the problem. And, and so we're going to have to deal with this, and and uh, we're going to come up with a solution that hopefully is acceptable to everybody. I don't imagine everybody's going to you know, be rallying around mm-hmm. it, unless it's some kind of miracle. But, uh, you know, I, I think we have to uh, look at the cost of this system and the cost of operation and the economics of agriculture and, and a lot of the things that were discussed yesterday by council.
0: Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for the time, as always. Appreciate this. Uh, Happy New Year to you, and uh, look forward to doing it again soon. Thank you for the opportunity. All right, anytime, Mr. Mayor. That is Kamloops Mayor Ken Christian.